Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, July 12th, and it is episode five of the Hardcore Smarks, a show where a group of know-it-all smart marks talk about their hardcore obsessions. I am your host, Zachary, and with me, as always, is Stretch, Wally5, J-Bone, and Coach. Guys, how are we doing? Good. Splendid. Well, technically, Coach is a special guest this week. Wouldn't know it. It's just, it's always, always. So, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Coach Joe, this week. I'm just a fifth wheel <laughs> along on the train. That's all. This is a fun train most of the time. <laughs> Until derails, trains. we all die horribly. <laughs> uh, trains are supposed to be fun, so let's you know, let's you know, keep it going. We'll be changed up a little bit this week, so instead of wrestling, we're not going to be focusing on that, although we will be still getting to it towards the end of the podcast. Instead, we're going to be talking about college football, some of our favorite players, some of our favorite teams. Well, you want to start leading this party off? Sure. So two of us on this podcast like the same team. We are Florida State Seminoles fans, and we have both been Florida State Seminoles fans for a good chunk of our life, and both of us kind of started watching Florida State because of a certain, the same player even. So, uh, Coach Joe, who would that player be? That would be Mr. Neon Dion Primetime Dion Sanders. <laughs> number, number deuce of Florida State Seminoles. Yes, and sir. So, uh, Best defensive cornerback in college football history. So, okay, me and Joe, things. me and Coach Joe here are going to give some of our favorite Florida State players that we've seen play. So we're going to go over our list of our favorite Florida State players. So, uh, Joe, if you would like to name some of yours. Okay. I'll go, go through my inventory here of okay. Florida State players. <laughs> Not everyone. I'm more of a defensive guy than offense. I'm more defensive dudes on my on my team, on my list here, I should say. Of course, numero uno, Dion. Um, other guys is Leroy Butler, Corey Simon, Andre Wadsworth, Marvin Jones, um, and Derek Brooks, uh, round out my defensive guys. I have Derek Brooks also. Uh, definitely a beast. And then offensive, I have work done, Peter Warwick. Um, I, I have both of them. Charlie Ward, but I just I just thought of somebody else because he has a cool nickname. Um, Snoop Menace. <laughs> <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you say, Jay? Pooh Bear Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. No, not that one. Not that one. Household name there. Snoop Minutes. He was another one of my guys. He was a cool wide receiver. Very good wide receiver. That's my list of those are. I mean, there's other ones. You know. I'll name some. Maybe I'm going to name some of the guys you didn't, Joe. I will yeah. also say, famous Jameis Winston. And Peter Bulware. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rashad Green. We, me and me and Joe actually got to see Rashad Green and Famous Jameis play in person. So we actually Syracuse. saw we saw Rashad Green break the record for most like receptions in a career at Florida State when we were there that day. So my favorite quarterback of all time at Florida State is Chris Wanky. So he's on my list. And then my oddball person is Sebastian Janikowski. Hey, there you go, <laughs> representing the special teams. He was the, the best. Kicker. He was the best kicker I've ever seen. Like, I know we had Aguayo after him, but Janikowski was a weapon because every time he kicked the ball off, it was a touchback because you were kicking off from further back then. Now it doesn't matter. Didn't but back he hold then, 
a while he held a record, like longest field goal in the NFL in the modern era or something like that? No. I swear he, he tried. He, he kicked like a 64 yarder or tried to one time. I still think the guy from Denver has the record, doesn't he? Uh, I believe he might, yes. Somebody may He's have tied kicked. it. He's kicked some <laughs> long ones in college, though, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Wark is probably my favorite player on this list. I loved Peter Wark. So, I, I just – he was he was really, really good. And that one national title game, he, he touched the ball once, and they didn't win. And then a year later, he touched the ball like eight times and scored three touchdowns. And one that yeah. he, he was my favorite. Um, it was sad that he didn't end up being a good NFL player and he didn't win the Heisman Trophy because he got a suit deeply discounted. <laughs> 80% put, discount. To put it lightly. So, um, I mean, someone's going to offer me an 80% discount. Oh, we have a special going on today. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. It's I'm, a really good I'm, discount. I'm um, taking it. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Stretch, why don't you tell us about your favorite team? Uh, team, so team-wise, I always grew up kind of watching the University of Texas. It was always on in my household. My dad was a big UT fan. Uh, I'm by far the youngest person on this podcast, so I grew up watching around time of like 04 onward. So saw a lot of Vince Young, watched you know, him kill it in the national title game against USC, probably one of the greater performances I've seen in a while out of college football in the short time that I've been watching it. Um, I liked Colt McCoy a lot after him. I wished a lot more, you know, I wish he would have had a lot more success. Wish he would have brought home a national title too, but if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, if yeah. he wouldn't have gotten hurt in that game against Alabama, I, I, I think that they would have won that game. Yeah. I liked, uh, him and Jordan Shipley were a deadly one, two punch. Yes. I liked him Shipley a lot. Shipley was sweet. Jay, Jay's a big Shipley guy too. Yeah. Another guy who made it to the NFL had concussion problems and then fiddled out in probably a year or two, but. That was my experience. I grew up watching a lot of Texas games, so a lot of Red River rivalry is just a lot of Longhorns. J-Bone. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ohio State for my favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler! So, there's a shocker. Yeah, been a huge Buckeye fan for as long as I can remember, obviously. Uh, some of my favorite players on defense, I'm going to go with uh, A.J. Hawk. Oh, uh, he's probably my favorite Buckeye of all time. Uh, James Laurinaitis, Mike Doss, the Bosa brothers, and Chris Gamble. Those guys are all really good players. So Yeah. On offense, I like Troy Smith, uh, Braxton Miller. I know he wasn't the greatest quarterback, but he was just electric anytime he had his hands on the ball. Uh, Zico Elliott, Eddie George. And kind of an oddball Dane Sausenbacher. I always liked him. So. I did like him too. He was the like the slot receiver, right? The short yeah. guy. I did like him. He played on Joe Stairs too, didn't he? Yeah, Joe. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Showing a little bit of the Chicago love there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think out of that list, Eddie George would be would be my like top o- OSU guy. I always liked him in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He was always a standout guy. He was a, he was. He was like he was that typical running back that I that I enjoy watching. And he, he he did it very well in in the pros too. For me, this this one may surprise you, Jay. I actually liked AJ Hawk. He was a great really? linebacker. Yeah, I only admit stuff at certain times, so file this one away. So. It's on video forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
not going to be if, erased. If Hawk or if Hawk or even Laronitis would have played anywhere other than there, I probably would have liked Laronitis for sure. So I mean, he has wrestling ties, so I one hundred percent would have liked him. So I, I have admitted at times that I also we're not going to go into details, but I do like I did like a couple guys that played for the basketball team too. So <laughs> remember that shit, Jay. File by the way. <laughs> I was Jay, about to say, like, hey, save man. this recording. Jay knows about the basketball. Had, Jay knows about the podcast. Yeah. You made that comment about AJ Hawk. Uh, do you remember he, that? <laughs> he's never heard that one before, but he knew about the basketball players already. Wally's going to be on his deathbed. Like, Jay's going to be over top of him. Like, remember that? That AJ Hawk? AJ comment? Hawk. He, he's going to buy me like a little pin with AJ Hawk jersey. <laughs> that'll be Matt's final. That'll be Wally's final demise right there. He puts the pin on him. <laughs> Just knew uh, I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> goes away. Just takes it. Oh, boy. Like, I can't deal with it no more. I'm gone. The only thing that ruined AJ Hawk is getting drafted by the Fudge Pack. Yes, that is the only thing that really ruined it. Uh, Zach, look at Zach. Zach's face, you can intervene. He's got Correct, three. Correct. Yeah, there's, there's three Packers haters on here. Sorry, Zach. It's all good. That's fired. <laughs> hey, at least, at least him going there got him a Super Bowl. So, so yeah. we can, uh, Zach, what, what's up now, Zach? What's up next? Yeah, so if we're talking about some of our favorite teams there, let's um, go ahead and talk about some of our favorite players. So do our top fives. Yeah, let's start with top, top five. That sounds like a fun thing to do. Something a little bit different from our usual way we do things around here. So, again. Stretch, go five to, five to one. Being the youngest person on here, my people are going to be a lot more modern than these guys. So That's uh, fair. Five to one. Uh, my five was Tebow. Four was Peterson, Adrian Peterson. Uh, three, Cam Newton. Two, McCaffrey. And one, Vince Young. Jay? A legitimate, solid top five. Uh, number five for me is Orlando Pace. Number four, Tim Tebow. Three, Deion Sanders. Two, Barry Sanders. And one, Randy Moss. That's Hall of Fame worthy right there. I will... Uh, Burrow, Joe Burrow's five for me. Randy Moss is four. Dion's three. Marshall Falk is two, and Vince Young is number one. <laughs> Did we hear Wally ranked a former Buckeye as his number five? Wow! <laughs> man, showing the love, Matt. Or Wally, I'm sorry, Wally, showing the love. He didn't. He didn't play for them last year. <laughs> But now he's back in the state of Ohio. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. If he did that for Ohio State, I would. I, I don't think it would matter. I can't disrespect. He only played <laughs> one season, but it was the best season a quarterback's ever had, period. Yeah. He's, so he's, I, he's on my honorable mentions. So, uh, who, Joe, you're left. All right. So, huh, my number five is going to be Ron Dane. My number four is going to be Steve McNair. My number three is going to be Vince Young. My number two is going to be Desmond Howard. And my number one nice. is Dion. Nice. <laughs> hey, it's Zachary. Dion. No pressure here. What's your top five? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll go Watt, Watt, and Watt from Wisconsin. <laughs> That's three right there. That's all I got. <laughs> I just, do not watch college football. So. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Zach. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid three right there. So – uh, I'll go first. I can talk about some of the guys I picked, and you guys can chime in. Um, I believe Eli also had – his number one was the same as mine, correct? Uh, yes. Um, 
like I said about Burrow already, he threw for 60 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, insane. It, it was it was like 60 touchdowns and six picks, 5,600 yards, and his completion percentage was like 76. That's yeah. ridiculous. Obscene. Like that's, and I don't like picking a player for one season. It's tough, but I just I can't. <laughs> I can't disrespect what happened. So no, he's right. not like he played against a chump conference. He was in the he, SEC, and even his non-conference games were somewhat yeah. challenging as well in regards to that schedule. So that's legitimate work against a legitimate conference and, as and much strong as people, teams. As much as people want to hate on the guy, he did put in work. And yeah. I believe Jay told me that he had one game where he only th- where he had like two touchdowns, and I think he had four touchdowns in every other game or more. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I will. I will skip my. I'll. I'll let Jay have the Randy Moss since he was number one on his list. Um, a bunch of us also have Deion Sanders. I will let Joe take him because that's his number one. Um, my number two is Marshall Falk. I used to stay up at night to watch Marshall Falk. Like his games were on at eleven o'clock at night because he played at San Diego State. So I would stay up. When I'm staying up to watch a player, he must be really fucking good. So, yeah, he, I agree. he definitely his, was. His second game of his career, he rushed for 386 yards and seven touchdowns. So, he kind of burst on the scene even. Like, he was a household name his freshman year. So, he had three really good seasons there. He finished second in the Heisman and second his second year. He was a beast. So, like, three, three really good seasons there, and I really liked him. I also think uh, me and Jay both liked him. I believe Jay is also a Marshall Falk guy, if I'm not mistaken. So, I will let some of you, the rest of you talk. When, you get to, when Eli gets to Vince Young, I will definitely chime in there. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and throw a few of mine out there, too. So, um uh, real quick, too, as an honorable mention, I did have Calvin Johnson. I wrestled with him and Tebow between who would get number five. I had to go with Tebow just because man won two national titles and created a culture. he created a culture. So he became more of a meme in his NFL career, but he did put up some crazy numbers and have some amazing performances at that university. So he much was good. We, most, of us, most of us hate him, but he was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So mad respect to him for that. Uh, Cam Newton, again, only real – basing it off of one season at Auburn, but that one season was a national title winning season. And, you know, in the scam Newton in the SEC, which is historically the most difficult conference to play, you know, your conference games in and the most difficult scheduling, but he pulled it out. I mean, it's a good story. If you take away the, the scam part, the scam him, him going, I mean, he <laughs> fell, he fell out at Florida, went to a junior college and ended up back in the SEC. So, I mean, it was a cool story. So, there's that. Uh, Adrian Peterson also just I, – I always like the idea of a bigger running back, like a power running back, somebody who can run around you, through you, and over you. And I felt like Adrian Peterson in his prime was all that in a bag of chips. It was, uh, it was funny for Jay because Jay hates Oklahoma, but then Peterson <laughs> went to the Vikings. So Jay, like, became a Peterson fan then, but he didn't like him in college. I mean, hey. You had like no I choice said, at that point. Like I said, I was diehard University of Texas fan growing up, and I had to watch Adrian Peterson run all over us in multiple games. So I hated him then, but, I mean, I respect him now for putting together a great career in college and in the NFL. He did. He was good. It was just funny because Jay I, – I, me and Jay have been friends for so long. Right. Jay, I remember when Jay didn't like him, and then he's like, shit. <laughs> now you're forced to. 
when you run for 297 yards in a game, you start liking the guy. Yeah, you're like, holy <laughs> shit. I mean, I, I, I did have to root for Tebow. So, I mean, remember, I, being a Broncos fan, I did – a lot of my friends found it quite amusing when the Broncos drafted <laughs> Tebow. I got several I mean, texts. And Brian day. Greasy. Yes. <laughs> what a piece of shit he was. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then my last one before my number one that Wally and I were going to talk about was uh, McCaffrey at number two. Again, just power running back. I liked him. And I always uh, I always like the people that Stanford seem to turn out. It's just people with a high football IQ and kind of – they learn their plays, they show up, they do their job, and there's no drama ever, you know. They always had them. They had Andrew Luck. They had Toby Gerhardt, who was another great running back. Robo-cop. back in the day. <laughs> but yeah um so McCaffrey and he's tearing it up in the NFL right now so much respect to him and uh that brings us to Vince Young probably strung together it, one of if not the best college football single game performance I've ever seen I, in a I mean, national title game actually if you take the two Rose Bowls like the back-to-back Rose Bowls that dude showed up on the big stage I don't know if we I don't know who else has right. ever he he like so I have it here um he had 500 yards passing and 400 yards rushing and nine touchdowns in those two Rose Bowls. So, <laughs> That's crazy. Against and, a pretty damn good USC defense. And, too. and, 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 and Michigan the year before. Yeah. And Jay, Jay has a soft spot for them because they beat Michigan. I know he does. <laughs> so, And Cedric Benson didn't do shit in that Rose Bowl. It was no. all Vince Young. So that was like almost like Vince Young's coming out party was that Rose Bowl. And he just carried it through. Right. to the next year i just i've never seen some a quarterback show up that big on the big stage two years in a row yeah. i think that's the thing that separates him his numbers aren't as good as some of the other great quarterbacks we've seen i think what we i remember the most about vy is him showing up on the big stage like 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 he did and everybody knew everybody that was watching that game probably knew what was happening on that fourth down oh, and yeah. it still happened yeah, one of the yeah, most iconic absolutely. plays. And for me personally, as a Texas and a Florida State fan, that was the exact same end zone that Florida State won the national championship in eight years later. So that I love that end zone in that stadium, that's for sure. Bringing you good luck. <laughs> Definitely did. I wish Young would have had a better pro career because I really, really liked him. He was yeah, very – likable player i think he started off promising and didn't wasn't he in the running for offensive rookie of the year did he win it or something along the lines he won it he had yeah he had a decent rookie season like a really damn good rookie season but it never just seemed to click with him like i don't think him and jeff fisher ever really clicked as a coach quarterback combo and then it all just kind of went downhill he ended up on the eagles backing up some people for a year and he was on the packers like it just never clicked for him He's also one of my favorite, like even with, you could throw him in with my Florida State guys. He's one of my favorite college football players of all time. Like yeah. I, 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 I have a jersey for almost every person. I, like the only person I don't have a jersey for on my list, well, I don't have a college jersey for Dion, but I have a, a Burroughs, the only one I don't have a, jer- a college jersey for on my list. So I almost busted out the Randy Moss Marshall jersey. I thought about it. <laughs> that would have been, been sweet too. Go ahead, uh, Joe. Um, you know, I like, I'm a defensive guy. I like special teams. I like running backs. Um, I mean, I know I have two quarterbacks on here. Um, you know, Vince Young is Vince Young. We already talked about him. Um, I was a big, I'm I'm a big fan of small college guys, of course. 
my I like favorite Steve of all time, Walter Payton yes. went to Jackson State. So, you know, uh, Randy Moss and, and, you know, Steve McNair. There's some other guys, too. But I, I've always liked watching – I still call it Division Two. I don't give a shit what the hell it's called these days. But I just I, – I still watch a lot of Division Two games. Um, there's a lot of talent uh, on a lot of those teams. And, you know, you never know. You, you, you know, you see guys like you – know, McNair had a pretty, pretty damn good NFL career. Um, I watched a lot of his games in college. I thought he was, he was a, good. a very I good liked, quarterback. I liked McNair a lot too. Jay, Jay will vouch for that, that I was a big McNair. Me and him were both big McNair guys too. Yeah. And, and some of those, you know, scrambling and just on the run, just tossing it 60 yards down the field on the run, like a cannon on an arm too. I think some people forget about that, how strong his arm was and how far he could throw down the field. Um, you know, Desmond Howard, of course, you play wide receiver, but you know, as a kick putt returner, that's that's kind of that's kind of one of my favorite things too. Of course, you know, someone you hate, Jay, goes to your Vikings. Someone <laughs> I hate from the state of the state of Florida of the fucking you. But I am not going to complain when Devin Hester does what Devin Hester does. Yes. Screw it at that point. <laughs> my team drafts you. You better fucking show up and play at that point. My favorite Desmond Howard moment was when he did the Heisman pose. And then when Washington beat them in the Rose Bowl, that guy from Washington did the Heisman <laughs> pose to make fun of him. Yeah, that <laughs> Bailey guy. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I don't uh, like Desmond Howard. I think Desmond <laughs> Howard's a douche. So. <laughs> okay. He's still in my top five. No, no, no. I um, mean, as an announcer, Joe, he's an. I think he's a douche as an announcer. He's a. He was a really good player. But of course, my number one guy is Dion. Um, for similar reasons, you know, for Matt, I, I start. I mean, for Wally, I, I started. You know, watching Florida State at in the late '80s. My main reason why I started watching Florida State is um, my one side of my family is very sports oriented. They both sides are, but my one side, my mom's side, was really sports oriented. I had several cousins who went to D1 colleges for sports. Um, my one cousin played baseball and he actually played baseball for Florida State in the late 80s. Um, and that's kind of when I started watching college football it was probably 86-ish, 86 probably. So, you know, I watched the University of Illinois, but, you know, my cousin played uh, baseball there. So I started trying to watch a lot of Florida State. And I'm a big defensive guy, of course. I'm a Bears fan. So, you know, Dion just kind of caught my eye because, one, he's a great defensive player. But I just love, like, the charisma and the flashiness. The swagger. And, the and swagger. Just, that's, like, original – that's, like, original swag right there. Yes, it is. And it's just – I don't know. It, he was kind of, like – to me, is like – you know, he was, I watched pro wrestling at that time, too. So, you know, he was kind of like, ooh, we got a villain on the football right. field. I'm digging this shit. So, you know, I just liked it. And he was he was definitely my favorite. When, when I was growing up, we used to uh, – uh, Wally knows where this park is. Yeah. Um, in PA, there's a – it's called Bethlehem Township Municipal Park. And there's basketball courts there. Me and my friends used to play every day, all day. Me and John have, played there um, before. They have, like, um, they, softball fields. And in the outfield, on Friday and Saturday and Sundays, we used to go play tackle football pickup games. And I would rock out my headband, get my <laughs> headband going. My, one of my good friends, um, Marcus, he would rock a headband as well. And we would do, like, you know, throwing kickoffs and all that stuff. And every team we played on, we, me and him would take turns. I would block for him. He would block for me. And we were, like, every single time, 
they were like, they would always throw short because they knew me, me, me or him, my friend Marcus, we're going to take it to the house. That's all we <laughs> cared about the whole day was taking that shit to the house. Cause it was, and it was fun. It's something you different. Some high stepping. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, high stepping I, for I, 20 yards. I did that. <laughs> I've done that before too, man. That was, that was it, man. You do, you did the high, if you like Dion, even if you like, didn't like Dion. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was great. People, people hated playing it. People thought we were being cocky, but at the same time, listen, you know, I, I had a, uh, a white shirt. I put FSU in the front. I spray painted FSU in the front. I put Sanders and a number two in the back, and I wore that T-shirt. Come off the sleeves every time we played, you know, tackle football. It's like middle school, like, you know, freshman, sophomore year in high school. It was just fun, you know, he was, back in the day when, he, when kids he was the am, season, they played He was amazing, football. yeah. He was amazing, and, and like I said, me and you like Florida State, but he's on Jay's list too. And even Jay said Dion was the shit. <laughs> One of the most electric players ever. I mean, oh, top yeah. Two, top three yeah. of all time. Zach, what was your top five again? Uh, that was a what, what, and what, what from what? Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear North Dakota State? Great, great one there, Zachary. <laughs> Excuse me. No, 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 no. Not North Dakota. Uh, it was not a bison. Uh, it was University of North Dakota. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, while I was there, it's the Sioux. Now it's the something about birds, the fighting birds. I don't know, fighting hawks. But I don't, I, I don't recognize that. Jay, Jason, go ahead. Uh, yeah, number five on mine was Orlando Pace. Um, I know it's kind of weird to put offensive linemen on there, but. He was the best offensive lineman I think I've ever seen. I'll, I'll give you that. So. Yeah, I mean, to finish fifth in the Heisman in 96 is just kind of crazy. He, know, was, he was the and, – and I actually saw him play in a basketball game and dunk. So, let's tie – yeah, I got to see him play high school basketball. He played against Amherst and dunked on us. So, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> Big man head hops. Yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, he only gave up one sack his last two years. Uh, he won the Lombardi Trophy two straight years. Won the Alvin Trophy. He was he was legit good, Jay, for sure. I think I think Walter Jones would be another. Like he was a Florida State guy. He was really good too. But I think Pace was the best I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, I, I don't like the guy, but Tim Tebow. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, he won the Heisman. He finished in the top five two other times. Uh, won the national. He was a twice. he was a really good piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 88 touchdown passes, 57 <laughs> rushing touchdowns. I That's mean, the best way to put it, as especially as a Florida State fan. He was a really good piece of shit. <laughs> uh, we talked about Dion. Uh, number two, Barry Sanders. Uh, I think he had like 34 NCAA records by the time he was done playing. Um, he really only had that one good year. If you look at his freshman and sophomore stats, I think he had like 800 yards combined. So, Yeah, I, I – he was sitting behind Thurman Thomas. I felt like me and for me and Jay, it was Barry Sanders or Marshall Falk. I felt like me and him, you were getting one or the other from us. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I'm sure Green Bay's kicking themselves for dra drafting Tony Mandrick over Barry Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Second pick of the draft. The free Good job, Packers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the incredible bulk. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh my god! Uh, yeah, I mean Barry Sanders is phenomenal. I think he had four three hundred yard rushing games. That's just insane. Uh, and then number one, Randy Moss. Um, you know, by far he just stood out to me. You know, watching college 
football for receivers. The only two guys I put on my honorable uh, mention was Larry Fitzgerald and Megatron. You know, other than that, uh, I, uh, Peter Warp was close to that list too. I'd probably put him on that list too. Moss, Moss, Moss was the shit. Yeah, he yeah. was the fucking shit. So like he. Fifty-four touchdowns in two seasons, over thirty-five hundred yards. It's just crazy. Yeah. He just, and I, me and for the for the rest of our <laughs> lives, me and Joe can dream about if Randy Moss and Peter War would have been <laughs> the receivers at Florida State. That would have been the best wide receiver duo ever. The what if scenario? Yes, <laughs> they won a national title without him. So imagine if he had been there. Just icing on top of the cake. Moss was he was amazing. So I remember I went I was I was at Toledo. Like I was attending Toledo University when Moss was at Marshall. And one of the kids that I was friends with was pissed at me because I was rooting for Marshall against Toledo in the in the like championship game. He's like, What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, Randy Moss is on Marshall and he's a fucking beast and he ended up with like three touchdowns and like two hundred yards and I'm like I liked Randy Moss once he went to Florida State. I liked him. So wherever he ended up, other than Notre Dame or Ohio State, I was going to root for him probably. <laughs> so he was really, really good, Jay. He was he was a beast. He was he was the best receiver I've ever seen. Period. Both yeah. both stages for. <laughs> and then for him to go to your favorite football team is like a dream come true. You know that doesn't really happen. Yes, very often, I. So. Became a closet Vikings fan. Sorry to the other people on this podcast who don't like the Vikings. Um, I became a closet Vikings fan, except for that one year. But thankfully, uh, their field goal kicker missed a field goal, and I didn't have to worry about the Vikings and the Broncos playing in the Super Bowl that year. So, <laughs> Gary Anderson, yeah. Yes. Thank you, Gary Anderson, for shaking that field goal <laughs> because the Broncos had no problems with the Dirty Birds that year. So. Zach, did you have any honorable mentions? Uh, that's going to be Watt, Watt, and Watt from Wisconsin. <laughs> what, what? what about Ben it? Roethlisberger? No. Did you like him? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a never on that one. No, but... <laughs> I'll throw I one actually, honorable mention out there. I actually have Big Ben on my honorable mention list. Big Ben was a fucking really good college quarterback. He played at a smaller school, but he was a fucking beast. Yeah. I already mentioned uh, Megatron on my honorable mentions, and we had kind of already talked about him briefly. But I had Russell Wilson on my honorable mentions as well. I, I liked Russell Wilson for one year. I didn't like him at NC State, but when he went to Wisconsin, he was fine. I mean, I liked him throughout his whole career. And he was always slept on because he was short, and people underestimated his arm strength. And, I mean, he proved he had mobility and just all-around yeah. good quarterback. No, he was. Me and Joe, just it's hard to root for somebody from NC State. That's why I hate <laughs> Phillip Rivers. Oh, I like him too. Jay, I, I meant to ask. I meant to ask you earlier, Jay. Which one of us was it? Me or you that came up with the Scam Newton nickname? I can't remember. Uh, I remember calling him that for a while. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember it. Me and Jay have been calling him that for years. I just don't remember which one of us because me and him have so many nicknames for so many people. I just can't remember which one of us actually started calling him Scam Newton first. <laughs> I can see you calling him Scam Newton first. Ah, uh, Jay. Be J2, we as soon as that anything with money comes up, we we usually jump on that person. So <laughs> I don't know. I I still think that calling what's his name, Greg Odin, Benjamin Button is our best one personally, but <laughs> 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 yeah. 
you have any honor other throw some honorable mentions out, Jay? Uh, like I said, for receivers, I had Fitzgerald and uh, Megatron. Uh, running backs, I had Bo Jackson, Marshall Falk, Ricky Williams. Bo uh, Jackson Ezekiel, was sweet. Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was really good, too. Uh, corners, because I put – whatever position I picked, I put honorable mentions. So, for Dion's, I put Charles Woodson, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, and Champ Bailey. Good ones, yeah. And uh, quarterbacks, uh, Vince Young, Peyton Manning, and Steve McNair. And then Orlando Pace, I kind of called it an oddball position, so I put Dominic Sue and Derek Thomas for defense. All good picks. I would say a lot of – Peyton Manning's definitely on my honorable mentions for quarterbacks. He just couldn't beat Florida. So, Steve Steve Spurrier said, you can't spell Citrus Bowl without UT because Tennessee <laughs> went to the Citrus Bowl every year because Florida beat them. So, poor Peyton couldn't fucking beat Florida, damn it. That's probably why Woodson won the Heisman, because Peyton couldn't beat Florida. So, I I like Peyton Manning a lot. I was a big Peyton Manning guy, too. So, I don't have a – I don't really – I didn't write a bunch of honorable mentions down. There's so many people. Ron Dane would be somebody for me, too. He was good. Um, yeah, everybody else that's honorable mention on my list every, has been talked about. You know, I had Barry Sanders, Marshall Falk. I, um, well, I had Reggie Bush on my list. I know uh, none of you uh, probably <laughs> did, but you know, he did what he did in college football. So I mean, Matt yeah. Leinart was good too. Matt Leinart. I mean, they blitzed Oklahoma that year. I mean, they were a really good team. So I just i I have to throw out my my, and this is not despite Jay. I just. I'm a, at times I'm a closet Michigan fan. (laughs) My favorite Michigan player of all time is Denard Robinson. I loved him. So yeah, he was was different. He was definitely different. So I I didn't like Michigan when I was really young. And then I realized that they played Ohio state, Notre Dame and Penn state every year. And I realized, well, I don't like those three teams. So I'm rooting for Michigan at least three times every year. You mean you didn't like Bianca Patuka? He was a I good mean, running back. His one big game. His one big game was against Ohio the Buckeyes. Ohio State forgot to tackle for a game. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was just like saying that dude's name. Jimby Agabaduka. <laughs> it's just weird to me. That's like saying his name. I'm trying to think if there were any other. I mean, what's those? Some of those guys that played for Miami were really good, even though I hate you. them. Dorsey was good, and Edrin, I did like Edrin James. I will admit yeah. that I like cash money when he went to Miami. What about Reggie so, Lane? Eh, I liked him better once he was out of Devin college. Hester? Uh, Joe liked him, but I didn't. You like Kelly Winslow Jr., didn't you, Matt? Or yeah. <laughs> All right, any, any other honorable mentions from anybody? The Rock. <laughs> oh, God. Stop it. <laughs> Bill Goldberg. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just doing that for shits and giggles. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Ron Simmons. Let's throw Ron Simmons Yes, Ron there. Simmons. Right. Ron Simmons deser- actually deserves to be talked about because he was actually legitimately good. Yeah. Yes, he was. Out of all those former – on all the rest of them, like the, the rest of them are kind of nothing. I think The Rock had one sack that mattered. So, 
I'm sure some I of mean, you guys have some games you want to talk about, right? Yes, for sure. Take it away. I think that all – I would assume all four of us are going to have a certain game on there. So, so why don't USC, we, of course. Yeah. We talk about that one last because it's on all four of us. I I have one game written down that I'm going to guess that Joe also has written down. It would be the Florida State versus the Auburn National Championship game. I have that. I one. don't have that game. Really? Nope. That game was – I was actually at Jay Bone's house watching that game. Of course, that game was <clears> – <throat> that was a good game. It was back and forth. And so we were able to do what we needed to do Kermit, late in the game. Kermit Whitfield won that game on that kickoff return. Everything changed on that. That's the greatest kickoff yep. return in Florida State history. I, I, my, my FSU game was, was 94. Okay. Was, was Bowden versus Osborne, Florida State versus Nebraska. Because that was like a very defensive – once again, I'm a it defensive was. guy. Yeah. <laughs> That was a very defensive uh, game. Uh, back and our kicker actually match. made the kick. Our kicker actually made the yes. kicks that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of two legendary coaches going head to head in a in a big game, and we came on top. But it was very defensive. You know, I I was just really into into that at that time. I still am. But that that was my that's my Florida State game that I had in my. I still I still go back and watch highlights from the champion national title game. So, but that kickoff yeah. return. They they went for it on that fourth down in the second quarter, and that like like the momentum swung the first time when they went for it on that. Or they faked yeah. the punt. They faked the punt in yeah. the second quarter, and and the momentum kind of swung. And then when the kickoff return happened, so the other game I have on here, I also have the Oklahoma versus Boise State hook and ladder game. Uh, so the Statue of Liberty. That, That's on mine too. That yep, game same for mine. <laughs> changed everything for the small school. Boise yeah. State, like, got on the map that night, and we saw some of the greatest trick plays in college football history all in the same game. Yeah. So, yeah. the Stats of Liberty like my, play is, is fabulous. So That's like my honorable mention game right there. I had them. I was going to put them in my, my main list here, but I'm like, uh, I, I kind of – a little bit outside. but that game, that game was so sniffing. great. Plus, I hate Oklahoma, so yeah. anytime Oklahoma loses to somebody in a bowl game, it's like a good thing. Choke Oklahoma. <laughs> Choke, there we go. Thank you, Jay. So, my upset game I had on my list was the Appalachian State beating Michigan in 2007. Because oh, I think Appalachian sure, State was like a often, huge, huge right. underdog. Yeah, make sure I tell Mickey about that. Mickey's going to be real happy about that. So. Well, good, because he doesn't. He has Walter Payton I guess, very low on his fucking list of all-time hey, great running a backs. Bitch. Yeah, so he could <laughs> – he, he could have that one. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch, what do you Michigan got? Is, uh, some of mine have been talked about uh, ad nauseum already. The Texas USC national title game that probably, like I said, would be my number one. Uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that momentarily. The um, I did have the Oklahoma and the Boise State one. That was again one of my first exposures to a small school, and I I didn't really know that there were you know schools below the first set of you know divisions and conferences. Uh, again, it amazed me. I would always try and catch the Boise State games after that, and I I was young, so I was amazed by a team with a blue field for some reason. I, so I was like, I've, "What the hell?" I've always kind of liked Boise. It's cool. I, yeah. I've always kind of liked Boise State too. Ever since that game, I've I've kind of felt like I've kind of liked them too. Yeah. And uh, the game y'all were just talking about too, the App State Michigan game was a good one that I watched when I was younger too, and it just was back and forth, and then the upset at the end was amazing. Jay, is the App State Michigan game on your list? 
Yeah, that was on my list. Sweet. Ah, of yeah. course it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that one. Uh, we talk, we're going to talk later about the other one. Uh, I had Oklahoma-Boise, and then I had, obviously, the 2002 National Championship game with Ohio State and Miami. That is a really good game, other than the, the, the flag 15 minutes after the play is over. But. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that game was just the talent. I think there's – 28 people get drafted in those two teams. It's just crazy. I actually actually did not watch that game because that was a blow-up-the-stadium game for me. So, (laughs) I I passed on that one. Somebody – I was on the phone with somebody, and they were like, oh, this just happened. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Still not turning it on. Keep going, J-Bone. Ignore him. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, that's – those are just – I just had four of them. So, that's – that that Miami Ohio State game appears on a lot of lists of top like five or six games of all time. So I, I'm sure that game is re- really good because it, it, a lot of people have it on their list. So. I, I had two other games on my list too. One of these is a Bama game because I just fucking hate them so much. But <laughs> once again, you know Devin Hester did this in the pros against the Giants. But the uh, missed field goal that was returned 100 yards for a yep. touchdown against Bama, Auburn against By Bama. Auburn. That was great. That won the game yep. for him. Yep. Put them in the uh, national was... title game against Florida State. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have them than fucking Bama. At that I would point. too. Uh, the other game too, wasn't a defensive game, but it was kind of, uh, I'm not sure if it was coming out party for him, but he had a great performance. And that was Baylor versus TCU. RG3 is big game against uh tcu and that that was like 61 to 58 yeah um that was a crazy shootout game that was just a game that was very back and forth and that was like one of the probably the only like real offensive game i have on my list because i just had fun watching that the defense, defense is optional in the big yes, 12 i was yeah. just gonna say the defense <laughs> optional big 12 is. jay jay stole my thunder on that one damn it that's when hilarious. A team I... that has defense, who the hell knows when that'll be? You know, three thousand four, uh, fucking something <laughs> shit like that. Zach, what was your century. favorite college football game? Uh, it's a maybe a, a game with a Watt and uh, Wisconsin. I can't really remember the details. It's been too long. <laughs> Notre Dame, something with Notre Dame losing. I would hope. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Notre Dame loses, it's a celebration. I second that. <laughs> And Jay probably thirds it, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the, – I'm going to take my one pot shot at Notre Shame on here. That team gets all these – like, everybody loves them. That team hasn't done jack shit for, like, 20 years other than get plastered in two national title games. So, they fucking Well, every suck, year they so. start off 3-0, and they get ranked in the top 10, and then yep. they nosedive every year. And then they lose yep. the Army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't all help right. things. Now we can might as well, now we can talk about the USC because that that was the best game I've ever seen. So that that the biggest stage, the two best teams by far that year. Like Big Show Pat tries to throw Penn State in that mix. Penn State wasn't in that fucking mix. So Penn State was not as good. Florida no. State almost beat Penn State in the bowl game that year, and Florida State was not even great that year. Florida State snuck in, won the ACC title, and I think had four losses, and they. That was the Penn State bowl game where nobody can make an extra point in the overtime. So, yeah. so that Penn State team was not that good. If, if they're struggling against an 8-4 and four Florida State team, they did not belong. And we got to see – that was the best 
game on the biggest stage. That was the two best teams. That was the two best players in college football that year. And we just – everything about that game is great. It's great to watch Pete Carroll make a terrible decision at the end of a game oh. and hand the ball off to Len White instead of <laughs> Reggie Bush. So, yeah. unfortunately, that preceded him into the pros, and he made bad decisions in big games in the pros also, Pete Carroll. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's fine because I hate that guy. So, Vince Young, that's that's why Vince Young was number one on my list because he showed out in that game on the yeah, biggest stage. He was the best player in that game. No, no disrespect to anybody else, but Vince Young was the best player in that game, the best game I've ever seen. I mean, so, he beat the best. He probably he beat probably the best you know quarterback running back tandem in college football that year as well. Well, you for know. two years at least, that was the best college football yeah. quarterback in tandem for two years, I think. Well, yeah, but I mean that specific year, I mean, like he went against the the best offensive tandem in college football, and you know took it to him. What do you think? What do you have? What do you remember about that game, Jay? Oh, this was a great game. Um, like you said, Vince Young was doing whatever he wanted to their defense, you know, and USC always has a pretty stout defense too, so it wasn't like he was doing it against, you know much nobody so and they were down 10 points i think with like six minutes left yep. so yeah. like so vince young worked his magic on the biggest stage that's when you want the, the player that's when you need your best players to make make that you know get results and that's right. why like I'm you said you knew he's gonna run the ball at the end and they still couldn't stop him you know it's right so reggie reggie yeah. stole V.Y.'s Heisman that year, and then they took it away and they didn't give it to anybody. So nobody won the Heisman that year because they don't give it to the next – they don't give it to second place. They just – nobody gets it. Vacant strikes again. Yes. Vacant won yeah. another title. So, Vacant's <laughs> so won more wrestling titles than anybody in history. So, <laughs> got to watch out for that sneaky <laughs> vacant. <laughs> All right, any final thoughts on college football before we uh, transition to the uh, second half of the show? No, there was, I'm good. There, I, I was telling Joe earlier, and I and, and me and Jay have talked about this. It, it's kind of changed, but there was definitely a period of time from probably about 1993 till about 2000, late 2000s where Ohio State and Florida State were like just putting players in the NFL year after year after year. They were like powerhouse schools. Unfortunately, Florida State has – kind of gone south a little bit on that one the Buckeyes haven't but even Texas to some degree like all the schools we've talked about are, are like schools that put a lot of players in the NFL so mm -hmm. yeah of course absolutely all right we will be moving on now let's uh segue over to our scenario of the week the rules are I do give the topic ahead of time there will be no discussion amongst the Smirks no collusion. There can be no repeated answers. So Look you guys as a backup. Oh, Joe is ready. Um, Joe is ready. There are always some automatic losses, although not too much this week. There are some automatic winners. I do have one in mind this week. So let's get to it. The scenario is, it is 2021, and those that survived corona are living in the remains of an entertainment-starved world. But there's a shining messiah in the distant, the Summer Olympics. In order to bring hope and order back to this desolate land, they are casting a wide net on the definition of sport. 
For example, they have selected beer pong to come into play. <laughs> the country has improbably selected you to lead the team. I say improbably because hardly anyone on this podcast drinks except me. Um, anyway, going back to it, uh, it is up to you to pick the best collegiate athlete to bring back the gold and glory to this country. Wally, you are the champion. You get the advantage. You may go first. I'm taking the greatest party animal college football player ever, Mr. Rob Gronkowski. Took my answer. That uh -oh. dude knows. We all know that. We all know that guy can throw down. Like he throws parties by himself. So he hosts parties. So I, I have to take Gronk. He's he's one of my favorite players of all time to boot. So I have to go with Gronk on this one. So that is a really really good answer. All right, since you are a special guest, Coach Joe, you may go next. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat here for this one. So, since you put out that scenario of, like, doomsday as shit, I, you know, created my time machine. <laughs> right? Hold on. Just wait a moment. Yeah. Let me get my voice here ready. Even though he was born in Florida. Um. He went to Florida State, all right? This man could party. I know he could party. He hung out with Lee Corso back in the day, <laughs> all right? And in the 80s, what's going to happen? I'm going to the time machine and pick this man up because he's going to be wearing his bell-bottom jeans, his cowboy shirt, his cowboy hat. We're going to hop in that goddamn early 80s Pontiac Trans Am with the T-tops, <laughs> all right? <laughs> we're going to go cruise into that Olympics. I'm going to put my cowboy hat on, and we're going to play some beer pong with good old Burt Reynolds. All right. <laughs> All right. Nice, like Joe. That's nice. a good one. I like we're done that. with the Olympics, winning that gold medal. We're going to hop back in that Firebird, Trans Am, and we're going to hop on the CB, Breaker Breaker 1-9. It's time to get the cannonball run going. Go to the store, pack up that, back of that fucking Trans Am with some goddamn beer, and we're going to head off to that cannonball run. I knew that is it. My guy. Joe was going to crash Bert the party. Reynolds. That's really, really good. Burt Reynolds. The man can party back in the day. Good one, right, Joe. That's, that's a good one. All right. I like it. <laughs> okay, J Bone. Can you recover from your answer being stolen? <laughs> he already knew his back. answer was going to be stolen. Yeah. I was trying to look back in time and trying to think of some big party animals back in the day that they got maybe in trouble with the law and stuff. And one guy came Aaron, to mind Aaron Hernandez. Oh, <laughs> Whoa, let's go to way too far. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Todd Marijuanovich. Yeah! <laughs> Todd Marijuanovich. Todd Marijuanovich. <laughs> Dude was a party animal. Nice, Jay. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one, Jay. <laughs> That's, That's good. really good. These have all been really good answers so far, Zach. No pressure, Eli. Yeah, right. Yep, sure. let's go ahead. <clears throat> so I in doing some research i toyed with the idea of doing an entire team or anybody with anybody with the current rutgers football team because they for the for the sheer sake of having a party on campus they had most of the entire football team and student athletes in one central place 
and caused a COVID-19 outbreak on their campus because they wanted to party so bad. So I was going to go with, you know, somebody from that team or just, and you know, the entire team as a whole, but I feel like that's kind of a cop-out answer. So as a singular person, I'll go ahead and pick, we, we kind of talked about him already. I'll go with Dwayne The Rock Johnson since he does kind of count from being in the University of Miami. He does. All right. Uh, he's the most electrifying man in sports entertainment and the highest paid actor of all time. So I would say he's been to a few parties in his day and thrown down with the best of them. So I would think he'd be a good enough person to have on my team. Zach, you have your work cut out for yeah, you. This, this is, is the best. One. This is the best <laughs> answer. Like, this is the first time everybody's had really good answers. Yeah, you've all given me bangers, so I need Stretch to tech somebody for me. Come on. You're the only one who does this, so I need you to help me out here a little bit. Tech. I like – Get him. I like Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, Doug. I feel like Joe. I, 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 mine was good, but mine was easy. Joe, I like I, Joe's answer. Like, I was not like, even thinking about Joe's at all. Like, yeah, like Wally said, they're all really, really good. And I feel like Joe's is trumping everybody at the moment. I can't, I can't say a bad thing about Joe's. Okay, I was going to say, you need that. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> let me think for a second here. God damn it. I was going to go with, I was going to cheat and take Watt, Watt, and Watt from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they still play beer pong anyway, so yeah. you know, bringing those guys. That's a good answer, and you were hinting at that all night too. Right. Yeah, and we didn't know. even pick up on it. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's what that was the instant win because I've been dropping it all night. I was just thinking about uh, the subway commercials with them. Every time you said "watt, watt, and watt," I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna get my my foot long from right. subway." <laughs> subway can sponsor us a bit, like. All right, we're gonna give it to Coach Joe. I got it. <laughs> Congratulations, that was really good, Joe. I'm really. I knew Joe. I knew Joe would do that. I knew. So when Joe comes back on again, he'll be the champion. He'll be the at champion. That point. In the meantime, we'll we'll have a second belt going. In the meantime, so we don't have an absentee, uh, uh, like, you know, title. WWE has the honorary wing. You know, the celebrity yeah. wing yeah. or whatever. You got You're right next to Drew Carey. And there we go. He, he even went with an FSU alum, even. So that was that was priceless. Yeah, that was fabulous. For his, Joe. Picking his college. No, that was really good. I mean, if you, the answer is Burt Reynolds, it turns out you're probably going to win most things. So, yeah. <laughs> Burt Reynolds this or Chuck a, Norris is an instant win. Yep. This, this was a really good scenario of the week, Zach. I said, this is the best four answers I think you've oh, gotten so absolutely. far. So, good I job to everybody I, this one. I thought I, this one was a really good one. I, I did have a backup one. I knew no one was going to pick Burt Reynolds. But I had a backup <laughs> one, and it was kind of like on stretches – thing with the whole team and I was going to pick that you know shitty you know team that got in trouble in the 90s you know the Miami Hurricanes who always you know partied and yeah, got in trouble yeah. and doing drugs and this that and the next thing uh, they, they were they were they were very close with Luke, Luke from the two live crew <laughs> exactly I mean hanging out with two live crew and shit happens all right. That was really, really fun. I like that a lot. So now are, it's our favorites. And this is my favorite part of the week. Yep. It's for Wally's favorite part. It is time for the Wednesday war wrap up. Let's go ahead and start with NXT. Who wants to take it away this week? Jay, didn't you go to Jay or somebody last week and I stole? So let Jay go. Yeah. It don't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Jay, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. What, NXT? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was all right. You know, um, you know, I was a little disappointed with the first match with uh, Dakota Kai and Rita Ripley. Obviously, I wanted Rita to win, but um, it was an all right match. Uh, the second match wasn't too bad. The Bronson Reed and uh, Shane Thorne match is, I thought it was a pretty decent match. Yeah. Uh, Shane Thorne looked. Shane Thorne looked actually looked strong in that match. He did. I, 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 I put down. Both guys looked strong. I actually, had that written down. 
then the triple threat match, I like Damian Priest. So I was, I was kind of happy he won. Um, yes. To me, I think all the triple uh, threat matches have been pretty good so far. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, then, you know, Keith Lee, uh, Cameron Grimes match was okay, I guess. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you said know. Keith Lee, enough said. <laughs> um, you know, then uh, – like I said, the uh, the tag match at the end I thought was kind of corny, and then the whole ending with uh, you know Adam Cole and uh, thing was that uh, was <laughs> kind of corny too. So I was a little disappointed. Def- uh, it was definitely corny. Yeah, it's, it uh, definitely showed a lot more like main roster. I felt like it transitioned yes. a lot more main roster booking into NXT. So I feel like Vince has his hand in that that stew now. One hundred percent. There's no oh, way yeah. Triple H does that bullshit. There's Absolutely. no way Adam Cole goes from being a four hundred day plus champion to feuding <laughs> with a punter and Triple H okay. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Triple H is not okay in that one. And the fact that the the main event tag match, like we were all kind of hoping Undisputed would win the belts, but it was all kind of used just as a vehicle for that match to be built towards. So the that main event crummy. honestly was, you know, wash. that was crummy. They just those even though Imperium is wishy washy. They all deserved better than that. They all deserved for that match to matter, not be the secondary story. Yeah. I wanted that to be the prime. All, guys, I don't even. Zach was here. I did not want the Pat McAfee. I Adam Cole is one of my favorite wrestlers. I did not want this to happen. I am. I did not want this garbage to happen. So I am so afraid that McAfee is going to win now, just because everybody will think it's funny <laughs> that I don't want this match to happen because I am so afraid that, you know, Zach has said to me three times now, which wrestler's sister is Pat McAfee sleeping with to <laughs> get a spot on the NXT TakeOver 30? I think he, so, has, compromising, he has compromising pictures of Vince McMahon, probably. Like, <laughs> this is TakeOver 30, so this is kind of a monumental one. So unless Pat McAfee is Shawn Michaels, and we, nobody knows it, then what the fuck is he doing in this match? This is another Mike Tyson, Lawrence Taylor, fucking Floyd Mayweather. Um, can I keep going on? Just bullshit. <laughs> all but but in, the in thing, the, the ones, the ones you already named were big money draws. Like those are decent names. Like what are you playing? Pat McAfee, draw with the, what is he Hunter? a podcast guy? Yeah, pretty much. He's so he's he on is. ESPN a whole lot. So that's the, the, that's what I think the WWE wants the to pun- event draw. The yeah. punter is the least cool guy on the whole football team. So the, the thing with Pat McAfee though is like his podcast and the shit he says on ESPN shows like first take and get out, get up is he says he's been on NFL network too. He says some of that most outlandish bullshit yeah. and he's, he, some of his stuff is legit, but some of his stuff is so far out and fucking left field, like past the left field fence. Six blocks down, make a fucking left, then make another right, chasing. get to the subway. He really <laughs> is. That's like really how that's that's how his shit is. Yeah. And he the, the way he talks when he had Adam Cole on that podcast, I knew it was a fucking word. I didn't even listen to the most of you guys yeah. did. So I didn't I, I didn't listen to the triple A bullshit with him and McAfee. I went back and searched some of the shit between McAfee and and Adam Cole and I don't know if some of it's legit, but some of it definitely seems like it's a real fucking work. And then on that show, when I saw they showed him backstage, and I'm like, okay, so the main event is this tag team match. Pat McAfee's there. I'm like, we're going to have a clusterfuck of a fucking ending, and this is going to suck ass. And, and exactly and what like, happens. 
like he was fine for like five or 10 minutes, but then he was trying too hard. He was just being yep. a dick intentionally. And when Beth Phoenix yep. left the announce booth, I'm like, are, are you fucking kidding me? He hasn't even really done yep. anything that terrible yet. So when Beth Phoenix left the announce booth, I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is 100% Keeping... about these guys. And then he, he turned into a dick where he was like trying too hard to be a dick. And you just – if you're good at being a dick, you don't have to try too hard. And and, and McAfee was like trying too hard. Keep in mind too, to we didn't we didn't just see him for the tag match. He was there for the Tegan Knox match too before that. Yeah. So we had to deal for the last like thirty five minutes of the show, we had him on commentary. Yep. yep. I just I, I think Cole deserves better than that. Oh, he I'm deserves disappointed. Way better. I'm disappointed in why they like they had Pat McAfee on, and they still got trashed in the ratings. So, did Pat McAfee being on this show really fucking matter? No. So, yeah. like – But, again, I, though, he has to his... be the best-kept secret in wrestling, or Cole's going to have to carry this, which he always does anyway. But it's going to be a five-minute – either it's a five-minute squash match where, where the punter wins, or it's a five-minute squash match where Cole wins, and it's just, you know, the Vegas odds. Either way, I, I don't want to see that in a takeover. That's, um, at best unless... – the middle you know segment on a wednesday night show unless adam cole can bret hart and tom mcgee this into some passable match with you know some guy who's not great in the ring at all so lose-lose situation it really is is. so we have a takeover coming up right now that's a marquee one and we have adam cole and pat mcafee which i'm worried about and we have fat ass and killer cross which i'm extremely worried about those are two of the matches on this card so that ladder match will save better be yeah. Better be better than the last ladder <laughs> match we saw for the North American title, or this pay-per-view might be interesting because EO and Dakota Kai is probably going to be fine. Dakota yeah, be Kai good. is good as – she's good as a heel. So – and whatever other match <clears throat> they throw in will probably work. Well, but they're, uh, they're building towards Swerve for the Cruiserweight title, which I think would be a good push. Because I like Swerve's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt bad for Brizongo too. They're another yeah. – they kind of just Again, have become background, background furniture now. Yep. Yes. Let's like get kidnapped. Kidnapped and then immediately beat up again. It was just yeah. such a weird segment. And then I rewatched the uh, – t- or not Takeover. I watched NXT again today. And um, I have to say the Loomis a- angle on rewatching it actually feels like a work. It um, is. I feel like it is. So is he their mystery third person showing up on tonight's show? Mm, I mean – Or, no. or they can bring him back later I, because this definitely – it's not a real injury in my opinion after rewatching no, it. No, no. No offense to the Loomis people on here. Mm. I want Tommaso Ciampa in that match. So I'm sorry, guys. No, I, I, I know I, you like Loomis, but I like Ciampa I want better. Ciampa. So. <laughs> I want Ciampa in that match. If Ciampa's not the mystery guy, I'm going to be pissed. I feel like I feel like Loomis is either the mystery person in the triple threat, or he's going to factor into the actual ladder match somehow and choke somebody out, like I as mean, they're about to climb the ladder or something. He's going to slither yeah. in. I mean, and choke him out. that's better. Yeah. I, I think that they're. I think that he got hurt. I don't think it's like like months out hurt i think loomis got hurt and it's precautionary so instead of sticking him in a ladder match where he could get hurt again something like what eli said is probably going to happen and then you're less there's less chance of him getting hurt again would you rather have him who's hobbling a little bit or Tommaso Ciampa, who's chomping at the bit to be in a match yeah so tweeting tweeting how pissed he is that he's not being used so We can do AEW now. I think we've done enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, AEW. I mean, let's just start off. I guess the uh, 12-man tag was actually not the garbage fire I thought it was going to be. Actually ended up being a pretty good match. It was better than the 10-man. 
That's their sure. chemistry with yes. some of those guys. So we got to, and we got to see a super kick party for the yes, first time did. in AEW. <laughs> Five motherfucker fuckers got super kicked. I was like, Zach, this is a super kick party. Yep. Yeah. That was a, it was a good time. It was and, a weird thing when the FTR left. I didn't think Hangman was going to come back. So it was kind of weird that Hangman came back, but right. then we got to see a bunch of cool, like, spots and stuff so hey man's a really good wrestler i just wish he would change his gimmick just a smidge and i'd be okay with it he he just like when you you had too many guys in that match that are like top 10 top 15 guys in the world for that match to end up being a train wreck there was just too many good wrestlers in that match to ruin it even just none of which are the dark none of which, none are, the of which are the dark yeah, order, order. Yeah. so they're just there to be jobbers so that's fine change that statement <laughs> okay six <laughs> six of the best wrestlers in the world were on one side of that i'm sorry <laughs> hey just uh, the, for the uh tease of the uh new faction that's all the new four the hangman going yeah the hangman going out there that's all the debate was awesome yeah. yes the debate was awesome uh, i'd from like to talk both, a lot about that <laughs> both ends of the debate Jericho was priceless. When he called him a ginger jackass, that was priceless. Like, you can't pay for like stuff like that. on his ass that he's going to pop yes. next week. My, no, my favorite had to be uh, Orange Cassidy's Rain Man-esque answer to yeah, global, yeah. global warming and climate change. I actually um, wrote <laughs> yeah. some notes on that. Just, just, if you just want to give me a second, I actually wrote some notes. Give me one second. <laughs> sea levels continue to rise at about the rate of one-eighth of an inch per year. A higher sea level enables storm surges to push I further inland it. and thereby increase the extremely dangerous flooding of coastal communities. A failure to minimize our fossil fuel use and reduction of carbon emissions can be devastating to the estimated 40% of the population in the, of the United States that lives in these coastal communities. And globally, eight of the world's largest 10 cities. Thank you. <laughs> Great. No, it was just, it's so good. That's honestly my favorite promo I've seen since uh, Jericho and KO. So doing their stuff together. It's top-notch stuff. There and, was uh, that, how he, he demonstrated his comedic chops and then how his intensity at the end yes. where he's like, this is the f- look into the face of the guy who's going to beat you next week. Like, you don't know the intensity that he had there. Like, that was kind of new for a lot of people who don't know much about Orange Cassidy. Which so is a was... worry that Wally has expressed in the past, maybe even on the show, I couldn't be sure, but he said that, you know, the idea of Orange even having a shot at the belt doesn't matter because he doesn't care. This is showing that he actually does right. care and can no, care. I, this is exactly what he needed to do to put, you know, to put aside those fears that people have. Mm-hmm. He needs to, he needs to be, this gimmick of his is good. It works extremely well in the indie circuit. Him doing it on national television, that's what he needs to do to tweak his gimmick to make him more believable so people can buy into him more, not yep. just like not say anything. And keep doing the whole hands in the jeans, you know, in his jean pockets. We get all of that. But this is the part where that kind of starts to separate him to become more of a stop being a mid-card or stop being in a tag teams and let me show what I can do on the mic so that now you can put me in programs with Jericho or with somebody else so I can actually mm-hmm. fight for a goddamn title now. Right. So that's the, this is the transition he really, really needs to take. We keep we, doing it. We did get to see Sammy Guevara legitimately bust Matt Hardy open oh, straight up. And after after a so promo, go ahead. After a promo in which Matt Hardy Matt Hardy claimed to be unkillable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a shirt that says "You cannot kill Matt Hardy" or something like that, or yeah, Matt Hardy does that. Like, yeah. He got hit with the chair, bet laid on the table, and all of a sudden there's a huge puddle of blood on the table. The mm-hmm. Biggest puddle of blood. 
it, yeah, it, he, created, it created a great visual. I mean, after Sammy did the 630 and had the blood on him and everything, it was a cool visual, and it's going to be great in a promo package to build towards the match. But, yeah, Sammy could have eased up on that toss a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said he, and he picked up the wrong chair. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> he threw no, the wrong, wrong chair. chair so excited. <laughs> like, he just took everything into the wrong direction. I mean, I know – Everybody other than Jay is going to be is disappointed that Britt Baker is not fighting uh, Sheeta at all out. Unfortunately, Jay's happy she's fighting Big Swall. But <laughs> well, I know, one, I know Jay was happened. celebrating it. I know Jay was celebrating at his house when he found that out. Oh yeah, definitely. That being said, <laughs> I would like to see more of Reba though. I mean. She actually sewed some chops in the ring. Reba so clearly she, is a wrestler disguised yeah. as not being a wrestler. Well, she, so. yeah. she worked She yeah. worked in TNA as Rebel. And the thing I didn't like is that Taz, the entire match, was saying, hey, she's no, she's no like, newbie. She's got over 100 matches under her belt. But the entire time, she's acting like she doesn't know what yes. the hell she's yeah. doing in the Shut match. Shut up, Taz. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you're going up to attempt a moonsault, whether you make it or not, you know what the fuck you're doing. Yep. Yeah, I don't think anyone told Taz what was really happening in that match. And right. he was like, oh, just talking great. No great <laughs> things don't about think, it. I think there's multiple times where nobody tells Taz what's going on. I'm starting <laughs> to think that. So. And if yeah, they do, Taz is like, FTW, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Can we uh, can we touch on how great the check-ins to MJF's campaign have been too? Yes, yes. MJF <laughs> is the best mic guy there is. As much as I like Kevin Owens, if you give me one choice, I want MJF on the mic every fucking week right now. I mean, Favorite part of that promo. was horrible. You're fired. Yeah, yeah. 125 pound emo kid. Yes, describing like, Darby. <laughs> and yeah, that, what, if, what if Darby Allen wins? Eh. Yeah, <laughs> that that clip you sent me, Eli, of him with Kurt Hawkins is fabulous, isn't it? So, Basically ragging on Kurt Hawkins and Scott Demore, and even the one that Jay sent me with him cooking mushrooms with Brandy Rhodes is hilarious because he's yeah. such a fucking dick to her. Yeah, <laughs> he he's he's the best Mike guy in the business right now, in my opinion. So no Absolutely. slight to Kevin Owens, but MJF he needs to win. We need to stop with these. He looked good in a loss. MJF needs to. We, I, I'm pretty sure Orange Cassidy is going to win this week, yep. especially because I now see Jericho <laughs> saying he's going to go on tour with Fozzie despite COVID. He just had a concert yesterday with them with no social distancing and no masks. Oh, great. So Orange Cassidy's going to win. It's a whatever. He owes him $7,000 for the jacket match, and now they've banned everybody from ringside yeah. too. Cass Cassidy's so. going to win. So, so, speaking of looking good in a loss, we can talk about Darby and uh, Moxley. That match was that match was good, double, but Darby once fingers. again. Yep. <laughs> yes, Darby looked good in a loss again. Well, we all kind of knew going into that that Darby wasn't going to win. As soon as he booked that match and you have MJF campaigning so strongly against Dictator John, like with that program, MJF's crafting that program by hand right now. And if you throw Darby yeah. in there as a surprise championship win, like it's just going to ruin everything. So, we knew yep. Darby yeah. wasn't going to win that at all. That's like a WWE tactic to me, kind of. So. Yeah. yeah. Overall, just a solid match. Actually, it's probably my favorite match of the week. That yeah, mine not too. For, for mine, so. Uh, yeah. this one's tough. I I will I will say the Cody Broski match was irrelevant in my opinion. Yeah. I could have cared less. I didn't. Like, I don't have any notes on it. That's how it was, like, it was fine. Just Cody's Cody. We all know Cody can wrestle. I don't think anything – I don't think Matt Cordana or Broski, whatever, got anything 
good or bad came out of that for him. So I was, was just a, like, eh. it was just a decent match. It was, it yep. was a, a good That's average true. match. Nothing special. Yep. They showcased Matt of what he can do, some new stuff that, you know, he wasn't able to do in WWE and, you know, they'll just continue to go down that road. I don't and know I, where they go with I don't know where they go with him. So I will say for that match too, uh Alex Reynolds and John Silver, they did make them look decent out of, you know, for being the lackeys of the Dark Order, they did give them some spots of offense. So I will shout that yeah, out. Yeah, we do did. crap we do crap on the Dark Order a lot here, but I say those two guys are decent. I just no I just don't like the Dark Order as a, a whole entity. There are pieces of it that <clears> are well, passable. There's, there's 20 of them so <laughs> yes it's the, the it's the new age nwo right because we oh, have 20 God. guys in it <laughs> is it Bad gonna split, is it gonna split into the dark order wolf pack soon <laughs> i mean i i'm i, I hope not because <laughs> one, one of the facts one of the brick offs will be with uh um damn i forgot his name they're gonna bring in dennis rodman soon yeah, yeah. No, um <laughs> oh god. Can't remember his name. The guy they're courting who's like Oh Cabana. Boom, boom. Yeah, boom. Cabana. Yeah. Cabana will be the you know the leader of the other faction. Of the of the baby off. face version of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every the every light time order. We, yeah. Every time yeah, every time we go to anywhere and I see boom boom sauce, I'm like Nicole, there's the Colt Cabana sauce. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's boom boom time. <laughs> Jay Bone, do you have any words for AEW? Sometimes it is, Joe. Uh, no, I, I liked all the promos that we just discussed. I thought all of them were really good. Um, like I said, I thought the uh, Moxley match was the match of the, the night between the two federations. Hmm. I, I don't know what my I'm, – I'm still oh. thinking. I don't know and what my match of the night was. Also, we did see uh, Proud and Powerful deface a poor yes. minivan. Yes, that was yes, that was great. You will apologize to my mother on yeah. speakerphone. Yeah. On speakerphone. That great. <laughs> so that's some that's some good shit there. We're yep. gonna get we're gonna get a a good match. Hopefully, an all out between them. So we're, there's gonna be some kind of stipulation. I'm sure it's gonna be for Trent's mom's van. Sue's so, van on the pole match. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's uh, vote it out. Um, I, I don't think this one's going to be tough. Coach, so. what is your show uh, of the week? AW. AW, all right. Absolutely. J-Bone. AW. <laughs> Wally. AW. Stretch. I don't have my broom, but it, yep. I think it's going to be a sweep. Go with AEW. I think it's going to be a sweep. It is. It is a sweep. AEW as well. So, AEW takes it. They're up now, what, three to one, I believe. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. so, now, of the four weeks, only one week has not been a clean sweep so far. Yes. One, one way or the other. So, and I just, NXT didn't help themselves with nope. the Adam Cole, Pat McAfee bullshit. So they Which is just a shame because wrestling-wise, they put on some decent matches. It's just overall, yes. they just couldn't match what AEW put together last week. Or, no. So it's just. Well, they went, they went for the mainstream audience. They're, they're, you know, unfortunately, they're finally doing what I've never wanted them to do. They're trying to appeal to the mainstream. They're trying to get the stupid fans to watch so pat mcafee is how you get the stupid fans to watch and i don't want the stupid fans watching nxt i don't so i want nxt to be nxt i yeah. want it to be its own entity still and not cross over into doing dumb shit like they do on the main roster every week and now they said oh well let's dip our foot foot in that puddle and see what happens right I mean, fingers crossed. Maybe they can somehow pull all this together and it'll work out. But they, I just, they, they have to convince me. So, 
I like I, like you said, unless if unless Pat McAfee is the best kept secret in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. the best kept secret or he's fucking the next Dave Arquette. That's yeah. that's it is. <laughs> it's either one. And and one of those is really bad. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, because I'm worried about the other the match that's going to be the main event there and I, I believe Coach Joe wholeheartedly that, that Cross can wrestle. But wrestling in some other federation and wrestling in NXT or WWE product is not the same thing. So the, they're putting the training wheels back on Cross, I think. So we are going to see a shit show in that main event, I believe, at this point. I believe that match is not going to be great, and I believe there may even be a shit finish. I just – that match – if that match – is the main event and something cool doesn't happen after the shit finish then i i just i i don't know what to say like i i i want to like carrying cross i've said it on here five yep. times i want to like the guy but i need to see something out of him before i like the guy you can anybody can have a cool entrance and come out and have a pretty valet with him and cut a decent promo from time to time i i like guys because of what they do in the ring ultimately and they're still not giving us enough and Keith Lee can wrestle fine. He's average, maybe a smidge above average, but he can't do anything else. Good. So yeah. I just your your two matches that you're selling everybody on. I'm worried about. I'm very worried about. And it's just I don't. I'm gonna we're gonna watch it. But Takeover 30 is supposed to be a big deal, and I'm just worried that it's not going. To be. I mean, if you if you liken it back, the last time they did a takeover with a number in the title was Takeover 25, and that was Gargano and Cole main eventing. Yep. So and this is shaping up to be not nearly as great as that. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, maybe they're just holding back on Cross, and one we can only hope. But WWE doesn't tend to spraying that kind of stuff on us they tend to build to it so i just i don't know where that's going so yep the ladder right. match better the ladder match better be the <clears throat> match of the year they need the ladder match to be match of the year type stuff to save this event i think oh, definitely as always we really appreciate when people like comment and subscribe so i think uh j bone as always we have an incentive to a select person <laughs> You don't actually get the prize. But what is J-Bone giving away this week? This uh, fancy wooden back scratcher. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Quality. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Besides your back, where else have you been using out the scratcher? Comment. <laughs> <laughs> you plead the fifth, don't you? All yeah. right. Well, this day and age, that's the smart special, way to play it. Right? <laughs> a special back scratcher, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> special. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's cap it off this week. I need a prognostication from the prognosticator, please. Uh, well, I kind of touched on it before, uh, thinking that they're keeping Loomis off of TV for a reason, making this injury out to be more than what it actually is. I feel like he's either A, going to be the person, the mystery person in this third triple threat, or he's going to factor into that ladder match somehow. He's going to slither in and choke out somebody, whoever, like somebody maybe going up for the, the title on the ladder and he's going to pop in and choke them out and they'll fall off and then we'll get somebody else winning. But he's going to be factoring into that match somehow. I like it. Makes sense. We want Gargano, Ciampa, and Finn in this match. If those three guys are in this match, then that match just went from a B-plus to an A-minus A-plus. So yeah. we need those three guys in this match. Well, luckily we have the road for, Gar um, for Gargano and Finn. We just need uh, Ciampa to show up and 
Show up big tonight here. So, Eli, our stretch, stretch. I, I still do think that your prediction with a couple of women becoming a tag team, me and Coach Joe really believe that somewhere down the road that prediction is going to happen. Well, I mean, so. now that one of them is indefinitely suspended, <laughs> they're going to bring her back whenever we least expect it and don't want it. So, <laughs> Eli, never, Stretch never wants it. So, uh, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> she could disappear from wrestling television forever and i wouldn't notice <laughs> all right let's and, wrap it up and here i believe that just i'm not going to name names because there is a friend of ours at one point in time that told me that if he had to pick between bailey and nia Jax, he would take nia Jax, no questions <laughs> so, he's not on this podcast and i don't really talk to him currently but he did say that and Zach was like, you might as well just pick a guy at that point. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Coach Joe, thanks for joining us. Please come back sometime. Uh, you do challenge. It. You do take away the uh, best beard from, from me when you uh, show up on the <laughs> podcast, which hurts me a little bit deep down, but it, it is glorious. I've been working on it. All right. We'll appreciate it. And again, we hope you come back sometime. And uh, as always, Thank if you. life puts you in a pin, keep kicking on that two count. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks. Deuces.